pitch explodes. What was your mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, <laughs> I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? He was so worked up, he vomited on the sideline and then just kept on yelling at his teammates, Steve. Coach, <laughs> Minshew mania, the mustache sensation has taken over Pullman. Well, I don't know. I don't even think he had a mustache when I recruited him. I don't recall. Becoming a sideline reporter for ESPN didn't make me popular. This thing did. I've been getting offers for it all day long. All right, guys, here we go. We're going to have one team, one heartbeat. All right, now we're going to play for each other. We're going to have each other's back. We're going to win this ball game. One team, one heartbeat. Here we go. go. That might be the best sideline report in the history of sideline reports. <laughs> Welcome to a bonus episode of Sideline Pass Podcast. We are, this is the most excited podcast we've had in the history, which is kind of a short history. But today we have on Sarah Fuller, who is an SEC women's soccer champion and now a member of the Vanderbilt football team where she kicked off this past weekend. And she is going to kick this week uh, for Vanderbilt coming up on Saturday. We're so happy to have you on, first of all. Because we know you've had a crazy schedule since this past Saturday. (laughs) Give us a word to describe what the last week has been like. Yeah, well, thank you guys for having me on. Um, One word, (laughs) I would just say crazy, honestly. That's the only way to describe it. Because I would have never expected this to happen, ever. It's, we've heard, you know, you've had interviews with Anderson Cooper, you're on Good Morning America. This is just blown up because I think a lot of people want to look for good news and good stories, especially during this time. Um, how, how has your life kind of changed, especially within the past week? I, yeah, I mean, obviously the interviews is, is one thing. I'm not used to that. Uh, had a lot of those. And um, like my social media has just exploded. I was never huge on social media. And now I have like, I think over 150,000 followers when I had under a thousand followers two weeks ago. So <laughs> oh my gosh, um, I'm trying to uh, manage all that and, uh, you know, use it to the best of my ability and use it responsibly as well. What uh, an awesome week and story. And um, I would imagine experience for you, but I want to kind of go back a little bit. Like, Give me a sense. Obviously, you're a tremendous athlete and an SEC champion in soccer, but had you ever played football at all growing up? What was your interest in the sport? Yeah, I had never played football before. Um, I had done like when I was in elementary school, probably like a little, you know, kick throw kind of competition. Um, And that was probably the extent of me, you know, playing with the football and stuff. I'd play catch with my dad. Um, but, uh, I'd say like last semester I was messing around with one of my teammates, um, another goalkeeper, uh, Sophie, and, and we were trying to see how far like we could kick the soccer ball um, to make a field goal. And we just like slowly kept working back. And, um, and I was like, Oh, I could, I could do this. I think I got to like the 45 or the 50 and like was making them. And I was like, Oh, this would be kind of fun, (laughs) but never did I expect to be on a football team. You're you've been on a women's team for soccer for so long, and then you get moved on to this men's team. We talk about it on here all the time because we're used to being in kind of a, a male culture and around men all the time. But like, take us through game day. What was that like? The differences of being on a bus with all men <laughs> in a locker room and giving a halftime speech. Like, how different was that for you? 
Yeah, I'd say with like, <laughs> I feel like my soccer team is like just so out there. Like we have so much fun in the locker room. We, you know, always hyped up the pregame dances and the art. We have pregame speeches we give, and um, Livy Simmons gives impeccable pregame speeches. <laughs> um, I live for those. <laughs> So, you know, I, and of course we just have this like close bond, um, having gone through everything, especially my class, I feel like, um, the past four years. So we're just so tight. Um, and then, you know, moving to the football team is a little different. I'm not like, I know some of the guys, but I'm not like with them every day, you know, experiencing what they're going through. So the, the culture is a little different, but you know, I'm a part of the team now and, um, you know, I want to be there to support them. And, you know, they've been doing an amazing job of supporting me. Um, it was actually really funny because I was struggling, like putting on my pads and everything the first few times. And I was like, oh, this is really hard. And then before the game, I was in the locker room with the guys and they were, they were trying to put their pads on too. And all of them were struggling, like helping each other out. And I was like, oh, okay. It's like everybody <laughs> struggles with this, which was so nice to see. It was like, I know that's weird, but it's like, oh, we all struggle with putting, you know, our shoulder pads on. So that was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of cool to see. That's good perspective. Like no matter who you are, we all tie our shoes the same way or struggle to put pads on the same yeah. way. Um, just like, looking at the logistics of game day, and this is something that we all asked each other. We said, where do you think Sarah got ready for the game? I think that's like a logistical thing of being a woman in, you know, a locker room and in a man's world logistically, like how did that work for you? Yeah. So during practice and everything, I have my own locker room, the soccer team. It's, I, I miss them. Like they're not in there with me, but it's also nice. Like I can play my music and, um, and everything and just watch TV in there by myself. But, um, uh, when I was getting ready for the game, they actually had to like set up, I had to go to a different like facility to go to the bathroom and like get changed and everything. And, um, and then I ended up putting like my pads and everything on in the medical tent outside. Um, and then before the, before the game and they were already like, I was able to come in and, and be with them. But, um, Good. Yeah, it's definitely different. And I've noticed that, I mean, there are so many women in sports and football. It's ridiculous that they don't have like facilities Something. for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It, like, Trainers, medical staff, all of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many people involved in a football game. It's not just guys playing football. Like there's so many people involved and like, we all had to end up changing in like the ref's bathroom when they were, you know, done with their stuff and it's like all dirty and everything. (laughs) And uh, like, they had like eaten their stuff and then, you know, um, but it, it, it's interesting to think about. And I think it's something that needs to be improved on across the board because women are involved in these things. Like I agree. And I like, not that this is the same thing, but something similar that um, I kind of experienced. And uh, I remember I was at Kansas State and they were playing Oklahoma and I was a new mom. And so I was breastfeeding at the half and or pumping in this case at the half. And they actually had a locker room right next to the Oklahoma, the visiting locker room that was for essentially their female administrators and staff. And that was where I went and pumped. And I thought this, like, this should be normal. This shouldn't yeah, be the should exception. Be yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What um what was the most difficult part of 
the adjustment. I feel like everybody's been so supportive and, and has really celebrated and embraced us, but I'm sure there was some challenging parts too, or, you know, maybe some guys that were hesitant to welcome you. What's the biggest challenge you faced as you acclimate to this sport and, and to this team and this new role you find yourself in? Yeah, I think it was a, a little difficult going from, you know, the connection I had, I have with my teammates and everything uh, with, with the soccer team. Um, and, you know, having just won a championship and stuff. And I felt like that, and I love the guys on the football team. They're incredible. And, you know, clearly we just went through firing a head coach and everything and, and all that has been really difficult. Um, and so just like finding my place in it and I want to help and support them. And I, I know they're supporting me. Um, so it's just like kind of figuring that out, uh, through this whole experience. And then also I'd say like that my first day out there, it was like my second day. I was like actually kicking. They gave me a day off, which was so nice. You know, like, <laughs> you were training, like, you know, playing games all week, we'll give you a day off. Um, but the, the day I was actually out there kicking, I could tell like some guys were like hesitant at first. They're like, I don't know. Um, and it wasn't that I was a girl. It was that like, are you a good kicker? Like, can you make mm-hmm. these field goals kind of thing? And so I did kind of appreciate that. And once I like started making them, they were like, all right. And then we started getting high fives and getting in a groove. So, um, I, I kind of appreciated that, that they were still challenging me and still, you know, pressuring me to be good because that's an expectation I would have on anybody. Um, it doesn't matter who you are. So I, I, yeah. Now that you go into week two doing this, um, and having been around it for a week and gotten more reps, like where do you feel you've improved and what's different this week? Yeah, I think, I think I had like some of the best kicks I've ever had in my life with a football. <laughs> I know it's, it's been two weeks, but uh, I, I had some really good kicks uh, this week, and um, I think what's changed the most is I've become very critical because now I know what I'm looking for, and now I know what I can improve on, and so I'm becoming very like, okay, my foot was too far. Okay, I hit it with my toe. I needed, I need to fix this, fix that. So there were moments where I was like in my head and they were like, Hey, like, just go kick. You're, you're good at this. Like do it. So just having to adjust with that. Well, cause who's, who's coaching you? Yeah. Who's taught um, you? <laughs> our uh, special teams uh, coordinator Fitz has been coaching me, but honestly, I went out there and just kind of when, when I, when they were like, can you do this? Like the practice, the tryout, basically, um, I just kind of went out there and kicked it how I would at soccer ball. <laughs> and, and then from there, like adjusting, like, okay, the timing needs to be here and your, your walkout needs to be like this. And so it's just like small little things and I'm very coachable. So I've been able to adjust in that aspect, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been fun. I, I do enjoy it a lot. There is a picture of you kicking a soccer ball and then you kicking a field goal and literally your form is the exact same, which is so funny side by side seeing it. Um, for, for people who don't know, like how did the team find you? How did that trial process go and how did they come to say, okay, Sarah is our, our best option at kicking? Yeah. And I love that picture too. All those pictures. I was like, oh, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's you know, a lot of people are like, why didn't they pick like a men's kicker or whatever? Like, you know, why didn't they pick someone from the men's soccer team? Well, you looked it up. We don't have a men's soccer team. <laughs> Shows how little, you know, <laughs> Hope Solo actually defended me on that on Twitter. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think 
you know, with COVID and everything, it knocked the kicking team out and stuff. Um, and we, uh, we had just won the SEC championship and they were looking for someone. They, I think, I believe they asked everyone on the team, like, would you be willing to do this? And no one was like able or willing. So, um, I got a phone call from my assistant coach. Um, and apparently they had called him and said, do you know anybody who would be the best fit for this job? And so they thought of me and I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm in. And within like 30 minutes of him calling me, I was out there taking kicks. Here's what I love. Like you like fully embraced the whole thing and the whole, like play like a girl on the helmet and the pictures. Mm -hmm. Is there something like about your background, about the way your parents raised you that just, you like went a hundred percent full in on this in in the hopes of, of teaching other little girls. Like my daughter's 20 months, so she doesn't understand anything, but she watched, you know, like what is it about the way that you grew up that inspired that? I mean, I grew up watching really powerful women succeed as like, especially in sports. Like I, I, I'm going to talk about soccer because that's my thing, but like I grew up watching the U S women's national team, you know, win world cups and win Olympic medals. And, and so I was always like, you know, I can, I can do these things. This is possible. It, it, I grew up seeing that, like that's, there wasn't anything else. And so I think that's, what's so cool about the world today is that little girls are getting these images in front of them. Like this is possible. And so I think that was probably the big thing. And then also I just, I'm very like, okay, yeah, let's do it. I love doing new things, love trying new things. I'm competitive. I, um, I, you know, I adapt really quickly to, um, any troubles in my way. And so I was very excited to take on the challenge. I think it's important for women and people in general to see people who look like them succeed in something because then they can kind of visualize it for themselves. So, so many little girls across the country were watching you play in a power five football game and were able to see that Uh, a bunch of 30 something year old women here were watching and cheering you on. There were people who were crying tears in their eyes. There were also men who saw it and were inspired mm-hmm. by it because they have daughters. Like, did you feel the magnitude and the weight of the moment and how significant what you were doing was that day? I mean, it, before the kick and everything, I was like, all right, I'm just out here. I'm doing my job. And then I, I took the kick and I, I looked up and like, my name was on the board and they're like, Sarah Fuller just made history. I was ah. like, wow. That is, that is really cool. Um, Cause to be the first, and anything is like incredible and to be like the first woman in a power five football game. And I know there are women before me who have, you know, kicked and done amazing things. And, and I think that is so cool. And I'm like, so excited to see what the future holds to see the next girl come up and, and be the first in these. And cause we, you know, we need to start breaking those down. I, I think that's really important. So I, and I, I had an interview with the ESPN um, college game day, I believe. And they showed me like a video of this little girl saying, she looks like me. And I was like, that's like, I almost started crying. I thought that was so sweet. Um, so I, it's just incredible that I'm able to have that impact. 
Well, Sarah, I want you to know you're not just inspiring inspiring young girls. You are inspiring grown-ass women, too, because <laughs> your confidence and just overall badassness reminded me that, like, we belong. Yeah. And I feel like weird. now and then there's, like, that doubt in the back of your mind, like, you know, maybe I, maybe I don't belong. No, we belong. And how freaking cool is it to say we are talking to Sarah Fuller, who is a football player, for Vanderbilt. I just, I just love it. And uh, I know we're all like fangirling now and we don't have a lot of time with you because your time is, is precious. Um, But I do want to ask, like, if you get the chance to kick a field goal against Georgia this weekend, like what's going to be going through your mind? I mean, I just, I want to kill it. I want to crush it. I was ready all game. So I'll be ready all, all this game. You know, I'm, I'm so excited and I given my two weeks training, I I will do my best. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and I know there's a chance I could mess up and miss it and whatever, but that's a part of being an athlete. It doesn't matter who you are. And in that position, like, that's what being an athlete is about. That's what, you know, facing your goals is about. Like, you might fail, but what's important is how you get back up and you try again. Well, we are all going to be cheering you on. And, uh, If everyone wants to see more History Made, SEC Network, it'll be on this Saturday. I hope you kick it through the dang uprights against Georgia. (laughs) We'll we'll be cheering you on. Yeah, Drill it, girl. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much, Sarah. You're awesome. Thank you guys for listening to the Sideline Pass podcast. Don't forget to download, rate, and review, and we will see you next week.